Remember that saying no doesn't make you a bad or selfish person. On the contrary, it generally makes you healthier and happier. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Today, I'm not doing an interview. I'm going to do a monologue show, which, as you probably know, if you're a regular listener, I don't do very often, although they do prove to be fairly popular. So I probably should do more, but I like talking to people. (laughs) So today I'm going to be talking about the fine art of saying no. So one of my five S's is all about simplifying your life. So the very first S is about simplifying by determining what you want to do in your life, what you don't want to do in your life, and then aligning your activity with that so that you get to do more of the things that you want to do. And obviously, one of the things that you need to get good at doing, if that's what you want to do, is saying no, because we do spend a lot of our time saying yes to things that we don't really want to do and often regretting those things and sometimes letting people down as a result. So one of the things that I've personally done over the last few years whilst really working on my life and my uh, living more, so getting to do more of the things I want to do and less of the things that I feel I should do or have to do, I have worked particularly on saying no to things. I'm a bit of a volunteer, I'm a bit of a helpful person, I tend to sort of take stuff on. Uh, I'm one of those, you know, give if you want something done, give it to a busy person type people. Um but I have found myself doing things in, well, certainly a few years ago where I didn't want to do them and couldn't sort of quite work out how I'd got myself into that situation. But you know what? The simple answer was that I'd said yes when I should have said no. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk a bit about saying no. So the benefits of saying no. So the problem with overcommitting, you make a commitment and then you make another. And before you know it, you're making yet another commitment and it is a never-ending cycle. You overcommit to your job, your friends, colleagues, causes, family, school, etc. And these commitments add hundreds of hours and stress to an already overscheduled life. One of the most important things to remember is that time is finite. No matter how hard you try, you'll never have enough time to do everything. Once you truly accept that you can't do it all, you can begin to prioritise your time. Doing this gives more opportunities to do the things that you really want to do, as I've said already, rather than the things that you feel you should do. Things like spending quality time with family and friends, achieving goals to improve your future, and just having time to yourself. Those are prime examples. So the benefits of saying no. Learning how to say no politely is the first real step to stop overcommitting and better prioritising your time. As you'll soon see, there are many other benefits to saying no, In actuality, there are many more than I'm going to discuss with you, but these are some of the most important and represent a solid starting point on your journey to saying no. 
So the first one is about reducing stress. In many instances, simply saying no goes a long way when it comes to reducing stress. Have you ever agreed to do something only to feel the stress and pressure of actually getting it done? If so, you're definitely not alone. It happens to everyone. No one is immune to the pressure of not saying no. Adding undue stress to your life is unhealthy and it can make you feel physically ill and can often cause strain between you and the person you're trying to help. Learning to say no is actually one of the easiest ways to reduce stress. It doesn't cost anything. The only requirement is changing the way you look at things and how you behave. Saving time. There are only so many hours in a day. Even the richest person in the world can't buy more time. The good news is, though, even though your hours are limited, you are in complete control of how you use them. Don't let other people dictate how you spend your time by expecting you to help them whenever they see fit. If they really appreciate you, they'll understand why you can't always help at the drop of a hat. You need to make it clear that you have your own set of priorities and responsibilities. Increase focus. It doesn't hurt to say yes to people when the things they need assistance with are relative to your own goals. The problem is that often saying yes to other people means that you don't have time left to focus on what's important to you. Saying no can actually help you to increase focus on your own life, which in turn helps you both professionally and in your personal life. The more focused you are, the easier it is to achieve your goals. Gaining strength. When you think about it, each time you say no to someone else, you're actually saying yes to yourself. Chances are you'll soon notice a boost in your self-confidence. And in addition, nine times out of ten, you'll gain the respect of the person who asked for your help. He or she may initially be unhappy with your answer, but your true friends, family and acquaintances typically won't hold a grudge. And more energy. Assisting with projects that you really don't have time for or have little interest in doing is a huge energy waster. It's much more productive to put that same energy into something that interests you. You'll feel better, you'll be much happier and you'll be more productive in the long run. So why saying no gets you ahead? Saying no can help you achieve your goals. So why is that? It frees up time, which allows you to concentrate on yourself. And without having to worry about everyone else, it's much easier for you to plan your future. If this sounds good to you, there's no better time to work on the task of comfortably saying no. Saying no helps you to stay true to yourself and stick to your goals. It also reduces distractions, which sometimes cause you to get behind on the most important things in your life. For many people, learning to say no with conviction lessens any feeling of guilt they once felt when turning down a request. When you learn to say no, you set boundaries for yourself and the people around you. The ability to do this is probably one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Setting clear boundaries means that you'll typically be presented with less intrusions and distractions because others will know when they're stepping over the line. Some people will still try to take advantage of your helpful nature. However, by taking the time to set firm boundaries, you'll eliminate some of the problem. You can't always be there for everyone. It's physically impossible. You'd need more than 24 hours in the day to do everything that people want you to do. Create boundaries to help you decide whether you should volunteer to help. These help you to set limits ahead of time and make the decision-making process easier. So why do people resist saying no? In general, people dislike telling others no. 
You'd think it would be the easiest thing in the world to do. After all, most of us started saying no when we were two years old or younger. It's not like we don't know how to say it. Or do we? There are many reasons why people resist saying no. The reasons are personal for each person and set of circumstances. However, here are a few of the more common reasons why people have a difficult time telling others no. The desire to help. Kind-hearted people are more inclined to want to help someone. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with kindness. In fact, most people will tell you that the world needs more of it. However, don't let people take advantage of your good nature. Remember, you're only one person. You can't help everyone, even though you'd like to. Fear of conflict. No one likes the thought of an uncomfortable confrontation, especially with people who are near and dear to you. Fear of conflict is another prime example of why people find it hard to say no. The possibility of being rejected or having to deal with negative consequences sometime in the future are just two examples of why you may not be able to resist the urge to say yes to someone. Burning bridges. It's never wise to burn your bridges. Some people take no as a sign of rejection, just like in the previous example. In this type of situation, a severed relationship is entirely possible, although it doesn't happen as often as you might think. But think twice before burning bridges. It may seem like a good idea at the time, especially if you're dealing with animosity. However, once burned, bridges often take a long time to rebuild. Don't take the chance. Cutting people out of your life should never be taken lightly, but do use your boundaries to set limits for interaction or contact. Lost opportunities. The mere thought of lost opportunities is a concern for many people, especially when it comes to work-related or income-earning possibilities. The fear of losing a client or promotion can cause you to commit to something that you really don't want to commit to. What you have to remember is that opportunities pop up when least expected. Just because you let one pass you by doesn't mean there isn't another one waiting for you in the pipeline. Afraid of being rude. Depending on your age or cultural upbringing, you may feel as though saying no is rude. If this sounds like an issue that you're constantly dealing with, now is a good time to attempt to change your way of thinking. It's entirely possible to refuse to help someone in a kind manner. Simply be honest and relate to the reason or reasons that prevent you from offering your assistance. Most people will understand your dilemma. Typically, the more confidence you have, the easier it is to say no. So consider these confidence-building tips if your psyche is in need of a little boost. Face your fears. It's never easy to face your fears. However, when you do it successfully, there's almost no better feeling. One of the biggest keys to accomplishing this is taking it one baby step at a time. It won't happen overnight. However, every time you face your fears, your confidence level increases. In many cases, the old saying is true. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Use your imagination. Imagination is an amazing thing. It's not that difficult to use yours to boost your confidence, which in turn makes it easier for you to tell someone no. Visualisation is one of the best ways to accomplish this. For example, visualise that you're going to an important meeting. Imagine yourself greeting the other attendees in a positive manner. Envision yourself smiling and enjoying the interaction. Watch the events unfolding in your mind as you ask interesting questions and share informative answers. This is a very effective way to increase your self-confidence. When you can already visualise yourself being successful, being confident is just that much easier. Improve your social skills. 
Improving your social skills is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. This automatically helps you to sustain and improve your relationships across the board. A few ways you can do this include learning about the basics of body language, discovering how not to make mistakes in conversation, and the best ways to make a good impression. Remember, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Don't waste it. All of these things help to boost your self-confidence and make it less stressful to say no when you need to. Being confident makes you stronger and less afraid of the fallout which may occur should you tell someone that you're unavailable to assist, even if it is a reasonable request. And on that note, learning to identify a reasonable request. Ask a dozen people to give you the definition of a reasonable request and you'll probably get at least seven or eight different answers. Before you learn to identify this type of request, you have to decide on your own definition of the word. There will be times when you can rule out if something isn't reasonable right away. For example, if your child tells you that he or she wants a zebra for a pet, you automatically know that that's extremely unreasonable. However, there are times when you have to consider all aspects of the request before you decide how to proceed. An example of this might be writing a report in 48 hours or less. Some people who don't have much on their calendar might be able to achieve this goal quite easily. Depending on the word count of the report and the person's expertise, he or she could probably knock it out within that period and have time to spare. On the other hand, someone with a busy schedule and limited knowledge on the subject would have a hard time completing the project on time. With that being said, you can see why each request should be considered carefully. Examining the details helps you decide if the request is reasonable, given the circumstances within your ability and in your best interest. In the event that you're initially unsure, sleep on it for at least 24 hours. You'll probably be surprised by how clear everything seems after a proper night's rest. Saying no at work. Saying no at work is a bit different from saying no to your friends and family. Relationships with co-workers are typically not as intimate, so be gentle and honest. Don't offer false hope by saying maybe or I'll see what I can do unless you mean it. Doing so just drags it out for everyone. If you know that you can't participate for whatever reason, don't be afraid to admit it. It's better to say no from the beginning than beg off at the end. If you find that you're able to participate in the end, people are usually happy to see an extra pair of hands and will welcome your unexpected surprise. Depending on your role and schedule, you may be in a position to minimise the number of meetings you attend or the number of committees you sit on. This can give you more time so you don't have to tell your colleagues no as often. When it comes to meetings, if it's not essential that you make an appearance, ask yourself how the meeting will benefit you. If you can't come up with a good answer, then don't go. Do you often find yourself volunteering at work? If you enjoy helping out, that's great. If you don't want to help, say so, nicely, of course. Another employee will probably be more than happy to volunteer in your place. Make a habit of refusing to answer work-related phone calls on the weekends and your days off unless it's an emergency. Let people know that you don't take your work home with you by mentioning it in your answering machine or voicemail message. You'll find that most people won't have difficulty honouring your request. Obviously, if you have your own business, you may have to have a more flexible policy for this. When you have to say no, it's recommended that you always do so in person. If you use email, it's easy for the recipient to misconstrue what you're saying and you don't want that to happen. Workplace tension is never good, so take the extra steps to avoid misunderstandings. 
If you're concerned that saying no will jeopardise your employment, speak with a supervisor or manager to explain the situation and do so as soon as possible while conversations are still fresh in your mind. So how do you say no? Now is not a good time. Consider this answer, so now is not a good time, when you get requests for help and your plate's full. This lets people know that you're willing to help, but you simply don't have the time. Tell them that you'll be in contact as soon as your calendar clears. It's a wonderful way to say no without making people feel as though they're not important. Let me think about it. This response is more of a maybe than it is anything else. It gives you a chance to think about whether or not you want to participate. When giving this answer, indicate how long it'll take you to make up your mind. This helps to prevent repeated requests before you get back with an answer. Most people will wait a while before contacting you again. I'm probably not the best person to help you with this. If you immediately realise that you don't have the ability or resources to help, let people know right away. Go a step further and explain the reasons so they understand that you really don't have the experience to help. In the event that you know someone who does have the ability or experience, don't be afraid to pass the information along. If it's a workable match, both participants will thank you for it. I'm not currently interested, but I'll keep you in mind. This response conveys the fact that while you're currently not interested in assisting with a project, you'll remain open to the possibility should your schedule and interests allow. The answer is especially helpful when someone is offering you an opportunity that doesn't meet your needs. It virtually eliminates long, drawn-out discussions in a considerate manner. I'm sorry, I can't. Each time you say, I'm sorry, I can't, without hesitation, saying no is easier to do. Remember, this is the most direct response you can give to someone who's asking for help. Don't convince yourself that being direct will automatically create a barrier between you and that person. Nine times out of ten, you'll probably be surprised that your answer doesn't come across as harsh as it seems. How to soften the blow with a counteroffer. Sometimes when working with clients or customers, a counteroffer may be a good option. You don't say no, but you are offering something else. If they decline your counteroffer, you're left in a good position. You can confidently and easily give them a firm no because you've already offered a solution which they rejected. Saying no won't be easy at first. For some people, it may never be simple, but you have your own health and well-being to consider. The people who care about you will more than likely understand. And when dealing with acquaintances, if they don't understand, it's probably better to limit your time with them if possible. So the bottom line is, remember that saying no doesn't make you a bad or selfish person. On the contrary, it generally makes you healthier and happier. More importantly, saying no doesn't mean you can't help those who you really want to help. After all, everyone needs help at one time or another. In the words of Tim Ferriss, what you don't do determines what you can do. It's totally up to you. So I hope you found that helpful, sort of short and sweet this week. Uh, I'd really encourage you to have a listen again and, and think about those times where you've said yes and you really meant no, or where you've said yes and really regretted it and practice some of those responses in the last section about how you can say no to people and you know keep saying those things so that you get very comfortable with being really clear about firstly what you want to do and what you don't want to do but then being able to articulate that to people who are asking you to get involved in things that you don't want to get involved with. 
All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 74, in this case, you will find those notes there. And just to remind you that this month I'm running a challenge, which is all about avoiding burnout and fatigue. We're on day six as I publish the podcast and uh, we've so far covered some questions around why we're so exhausted all the time. Are you getting enough sleep? The importance of uh, downtime, cutting out distractions and also about banning your smartphone from the bedroom. Uh, If you'd like to get my daily email, which takes you through to the daily blog post to keep you up to speed with all 30 of the tips and strategies being shared this month, then please do go to joedodds.com forward slash challenge burnout. And please do share that with your friends. If you've got anyone who you know who could benefit from that sort of information, who's constantly feeling tired and burnt out or is uh, regularly complaining that uh, it's all a bit traumatic for them, or perhaps is looking at the whole sort of back to school September, let's review my life and do something a little different type thing, then uh, they may uh, appreciate you sharing that link with them. So again, it's joedodds.com forward slash challenge burnout. And the tool I shared in the newsletter last week was uh, as a result of my recent camping holidays during the uh, summer holidays. So we have a caravan and I was away for, oh, I don't know, probably five weeks in total over the last couple of months. And uh, I go off grid. So I don't go to commercial sites with electric. I just go in a field with a tap to fill my water and a hole to empty my toilet down. Uh, and uh What's made that really possible in in the last uh, year or so is we have a big solar panel on the roof of the caravan. Um, So I'm able to charge my laptop when I need to. But I also have a mobile solar charger and battery pack that I use to keep my phone and iPad topped up during the time that we're away. And it strikes me if you're a bit of a traveler or if you like to be out and about, if you go camping, it might be something that is of interest to you. I basically stick it outside the caravan in the morning it charges the battery pack all day and then I charge my devices overnight uh, when obviously it's not sunny. Uh, so um, it works really well. I got mine from Amazon and uh, you can just do a search for solar panel or solar charger, mobile solar charger or something like that. And uh, the battery pack I use is RAV Power, um, which works particularly well. And I can't remember how many charges of my phone it holds, something like six or eight or something. So it's, it's strong enough to charge uh, the iPad Pro as well. So uh, it works really well. And uh, so it just means that I can, as I say, go really quite off grid, but still keep working with my devices. Albeit, I know some people go off grid and don't even take the devices, but you know, I do need to keep running my business and I could go off grid properly and perhaps not do anything for a week or two uh, if I warned you all in advance, but uh, I couldn't do that for five weeks. So uh, that's why I need to keep everything topped up with electric. (laughs) So hope you find that interesting. And the show notes for today, as I said, are powertolivemore.com forward slash 74. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.